0: Good evening, it is good to be here this evening amidst the very cold weather outside. Anybody wishing for spring on these winter days? Yeah, some honest ones. It is good to be here, yes. This evening I have uh, two gifts I wanted to bless two people with tonight. Uh, Felt God telling me to do that. Now, I have picked uh, two individuals to give this this gift to. Shane, first gift has come to you, so if you could come up and receive that, please. I wanted to bless two people this week, so I prepared you a gift, put in a nice card for you. Go ahead and open it. And we'd all like to see what's inside. My... uh, my wife very carefully crafted the outside of that card, just so you know. Okay. Could you read the note for us inside? I don't know what you're experiencing this week, but remember that God is faithful and delights in you. God bless you. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Wow. You. Yes, you're welcome. Find your seat. I hope that is a blessing to you. This evening, my title is Delighting in Your Family. Now, what comes to your mind when you think of delighting in your family? delights and family are the two main words that i see jumping out at me there actually this evening i do have some handouts that i would like to invite you to join me in the process i am a school teacher and so i love to see my students engaged and with me so i'm going to give you some homework this evening if i may brother lean if you would mind passing those out enough for everybody i do have pens here as well so raise your hand if you need a pen and i will give you one And as you think about that, one of the, fir- the first two questions I have there is, what does it mean to delight, and what is family? So be thinking about those questions as we get started here. Ah, uh, I almost forgot. How many gifts did I say I was going to give? Two. That's a second person I need to give a gift to. I had two people I wanted to give a gift to. Uh, Derek, I'll give you a gift. Come on, friend. Good I remembered that. Two people I wanted to give a gift to. Oh, I should have a gift for you. Oh, here we go. Count it out quick. I wanted to give 10 to both. Doing double count. Smart move. Nine. You got One 9 short. <laughs> Anybody got a dollar bill to spare? Oh, here we go. $10. There you go. There's a gift. You. God bless you. Have a good week. Two gifts. Two different ways those gifts were delivered. One was truly delighting. The other one, maybe not so much. We'll come back to that uh, illustration in just a bit. Tonight, as we look at delighting in your family, I want us to see the power of delighting. There's power in Delight. And I wanted us to go away with valuing our family unconditionally. So we'll get to that. Growing up, uh, uh, I spent seven years in Grenada. and Very impressionable from the time I was one to eight. And I have many memories of that had an impression on me. One was we had to walk to school. Uh, it was, I don't even think, a mile in the library gap. But it was a far walk, I thought, at my first and second grade stage. And I would walk into school. I would meet another missionary girl there and would uh, finish the walk with her. At the end of the school day, I'm tired and I wish so bad for a school bus. You know, somebody to come pick me up. But that uh, made me walk. It was good for me. Gave me exercise. But there was on some occasions I would step outside of that school door and my eyes would light up. Because my dad was sitting there on his little scooter, yellow scooter, ready to take me home. Yes, I don't need to walk. And oh, that thrilled my heart. He didn't have to, but maybe he was in the area. He made an extra effort to come and take me home. And I tell you what, that blessed my little first grade heart. Because dad thought about me that afternoon. That's delighting. This this evening, I want to think about delighting. And my dad was delighting in me over that time. Now to our handouts. What does it mean to delight? I'm going to give you a minute, jot down some answers. You're going to keep these papers, so I'm not going to grade them. So be creative. What comes to your mind when you think of the word delight? How would you define it? All right, now that you're thinking about it and writing it, shout out some answers to me. How would you define delight? So Favor to, to take joy in take pride in. Good. Not wrongful pride. pride. A righteous pride. Yes. Right on. And we could spend more time uh, shouting out words, synonyms, definitions of delight. And yes, I agree with the definitions that we're given. Delight is something that you find joy in, pleasure, pleasing maybe someone greatly taking pleasure in something finding a, a sense of happiness or beyond happiness joy is a very good synonym to delight the hebrew meaning for delight was to be pleased to satisfy a debt to set affection on to approve of many different synonyms there so simply i think i would like to define the word delight tonight a high degree of joy extreme satisfaction Okay? Not just a, a, a satisfaction that comes now, but it, more of an extreme. Something that gives pleasure. Delight is a more permanent pleasure than joy. You know, I gave that gift to Shane, and that gave him a, a little bit of joy. But as he thinks about that the rest of this week, maybe it blessed him in some way I don't know. That's going to bring him delight. Delight is more than just a current sense of joy, but it's more of a permanent pleasure that comes with it, not dependent on sudden excitement or sudden change of sorts. The Latin word, uh, or I should say delight, comes from the Latin word delector, which means to charm, an admiration, an object with magic power. And I had to think of charm, charming, and my mind went back to the dating stage of life. I thought Ruthie was charming. She still is, but there was just a charm about her that you couldn't quite explain. And maybe you, uh, if you have a wife, you can relate to that. There's just a charm about it that oh, it just brings you a joy that sometimes you can't even explain. Delight. We're talking about the word delight tonight. Delight should be unconditional. It's a choice. We'll talk about that more as we go along. Secondly, I have there on your papers, what is Family. So if somebody asks you, what is the definition of family, what would you write? Go ahead, right away. Like we did before. Shout out some answers to me, please. Group of people you love, good. Church family. Again, we could go on and on. Different, maybe specific uh, happenings, occurrences, stories come to your mind when you think of family. But we tend to associate family with a connection to somebody we love, people we're related to, whether it's in the church family, whether it's in our biological family. People we're connected to. I looked up. I googled the definition of family and it said a group of one or more parents and their children living together as a unit. So they had the one in there. And yes, God brings about circumstances that sometimes one of the parents do pass away. But sadly in our world today, we're losing the family structure. Two parents with children. And I had to think about that as I, as I studied into family a little bit. Let's treasure the families that we have. The people around us. Those that we love. The place where we feel belonging. Third blank there on your worksheet. Delights. I would like to give a definition to as unconditional pleasure. Delight, Unconditional pleasure. And tonight beneath that's. We need to see the power of delight so we value family, going back to my word, unconditionally. We need to see the power of delight so we value family unconditionally. And what does unconditional love look like? Finding pleasure or joy in those close to us. Maybe it's immediate family. Maybe it's friends. If we're not in the close vicinity of a family, uh, you heard the, the phrase, you can choose friends, but you can't choose family. We're stuck with them. So we better find joy, right? We better learn to get along in the church or at home, wherever it is. Going back to my illustration of handing out the two gifts. A delight... Is a care for, paying special attention to. And I had the idea of giving two gifts, and I cared about the one. I planned out who I was going to hand it to. I set it up. I put it in a card. I wrote a note with it. It was meaningful. I was prepared for it. That's delighting. And then I tried to delight a second time, but I was scattered. I wasn't prepared. Delighting is showing that you care, not because you have to, but because you want to. And I want to add a theme tonight, unconditionally, not based on circumstances. Tonight, as we go through the evening, I have a couple stories on delighting. And I am gearing the topic a little bit more tonight to parents, to children. But the, the things we can take away from delighting can be applied to any relationship that we have. I don't know if you read The Companions from a couple weeks ago, but there was a mom who had a little boy. I think he just turned three. And one day he comes in with a handful of flowers. He says, here, mom, I got some flowers for you. Oh, she just gushed over these flowers this first time he delivered flowers to her. This was amazing. So she went to her cupboard and got a little, I think she said a toothpick holder. They were really little flowers. I don't know if they were dandelions. She put them in and she set them on the windowsill. And he went outside, beaming away. Next day, he comes in with another set of flowers. this time, she had gotten used to the flower delivery. And she said, oh, why, thank you. And went to move on. No, Mom. Say it like you did yesterday. He sensed that she did not care as much the second day as she did the first. Okay, so she went and got another vase. Put it up there on the windowsill. Third day rolls around. He did the same thing. That takes effort to delight. And children can sense when you actually care. Or if you're just putting on. And I'm going to go further to say people can sense when you care. And when you're just putting on. That's the difference between delighting. Jared referred to psalm 147 god delighting in his children that's where we're going to go next god delights in us as we think about the power of delight we're going to look at god for an example of how he delights in us to hopefully pull away some applications how we then can turn and delight in others first verse psalm eighteen nineteen. i have there he brought me forth also into a large place he delivered me because he anybody guess the word delighted, delighted in me. And this verse is taken in context of when David was delivered from Saul. And David was delivered and he is just pouring out his heart because he he took me to a place, he put me in a large place. I'm no longer uh, under the attack of, of Saul. He delivered me, why? Because he delights in me. It gave him a sense of belonging. This is God delighting. Okay? And this is David referring here. There's a verse I don't have uh, written down for you. Isaiah 62, 4. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken. Neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate. But thou shalt be called Hipsabah, and thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighteth in thee. That is taken in context of Isaiah prophesying what was to come of Jerusalem. Why did he care? Because he delighted. He took pleasure in. And this, this word in Psalm 18, delight, comes from a root word, chapitz, which means to bend towards. A delighting means God is bent towards us. He has somewhat of a bias. He cares about us. That gives us a sense of belonging. And and then David responded with, oh, he cares about me. When you bend towards somebody, they see that. God's delighting in his children. Next verse, Proverbs 3.12. For whom the Lord loveth, He correcteth, even as a father the son in whom He delighteth. Okay, so the do- the Lord God delights in us. He cares about us. He cares so much that He's going to correct us, the same way a father the son correct or father corrects the son whom He also delights. Delight is not based on a temporary pleasure, but it's, a, it's more than a present joy. It's a long-term goal for where the intentions God has for us. This word, delighteth, means to take pleasure in. God takes pleasure in. He cares about our end. Therefore, he corrects us. So correction is part of the delighting process. Moving on to Romans 8.5. But God commendeth his love, is the word we're looking for there, toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So back up, First John 4, Leon, we just went through it, speaks of love, God is love, right? But there's a verse in Psalms that says, for thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil, evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight, thou hatest all workers of iniquity. So is it possible for God to love and hate? Maybe hear the saying, "God loves the sinner, but hates the sin." This is a God who delights. He doesn't delight in the sin, but he delights in the individual. He loves them. And here is what we see in Romans 5:8. "Even before we deserved well, we did deserve death, but He loved us. Unconditional. This is where I'm pulling an unconditional aspect of delight. It's nothing we did, but he delighted in us. He saw an end goal that he wanted to bring us to. We're looking at delight. God commendeth his love toward us. While we were yet in sin, he cared about us unconditionally. Next verse, the verse that uh, Jared referred to, Psalm one forty-seven eleven. The Lord taketh, may I remember? pleasure pleasure in them that fear him and those that hope in his mercy again this this word is actually points back to the root word the same as delight to bend towards god bends towards those that respond to him it's a beautiful picture of taking pleasure of delighting in of loving and because of this we didn't deserve love God unconditionally delighted in us. Brothers and sisters, we serve a very personal God. He cares about us. He's the one who runs to meet the prodigal son. All we need to do is go to him. We don't need to go to him and grovel in his presence or come ashamed. We can go to him with boldness. Knowing that he's going to accept us with love if we have repentant hearts. Because he's already chosen us. He's already accepted us. That's delighting. How do your children feel when they come to you? Are they ashamed? Or do they know that you will care? We'll get to that. And it's incredible to know that God feels that way about each one of us. That's delighting. He moved heaven and earth to come for us. Next blank to fill in. Our identity comes from God delighting in us. Brothers and sisters, our, de- our, de- our identity does not come from our merits or our work, but it's because God delights in us. That is then how we should delight or look towards others in that same way, not based on conditions, but an unconditional Love. Are we seeing how God delights in His children? I want us to see that there's power in that, and because He delights in us, we then in turn want to give our dues back to Him. God delights in us, and that's where our identity is found. Back to Grenada, we're speaking here of delighting as not only face or focusing on the present, but the future. There was uh, some nights where we'd go on a family excursion. We called them family nights. Some days I'd come home and the, the van would be packed full of beach stuff and we would head to the beach. That was great. Other nights we would head out to the point, uh, the little peninsulas that stuck out, on, uh, out into the water. It was great. Grand old time spending with the family. Well, on the way back one evening, we were headed back and I got to thinking, you know what? A mile up the road is a grocery store where they sell ice cream. It would be a great idea if we got ice cream. Hey, Dad, let's stop for ice cream. Well, we swung in and got ice cream. Here up front, unknowingly, Mom and Dad were already talking about ice cream. And I was in a bad habit at that point of my life with begging. So they got the ice cream, we got home, and I had to go to my bed early. And I skipped out on the ice cream. Oh, that went down hard. I thought dad and mom were a little bit overbearing. I mean, come on, this is family night. They could have chosen to give me that ice cream that night. I mean, what's the big deal? I just asked. But there was a problem that I was working with of begging. And they had a delight in me, a love to teach me a lesson, more than just the moment, but a long-term end effect they wanted to get me to. They delighted in me. Part of delighting, back to that verse, is correcting. And they delighted in me. I didn't see it at the time. But looking back, I'm starting to realize they kind of had their act together. More than what I thought. Delighting. That's what we're talking about tonight. Examples of delighting. Moving on. 1 Samuel 1-3, to we know the story of Hannah. How did Hannah delight in her son? Okay, let's back up. She didn't even have a son at first. No children. Her husband was married to another lady, and she was having children, but she wasn't. Hannah was in despair. So we know the story. She went to the temple, and she is crying out to God for a child. I mean, she was that dramatic about her pleas that Eli thought she was drunk. And Eli got beside her and found out the cause of her pleas, and he sent her home and said, God will listen. But not before Hannah made a commitment. Do we know the commitment? God, if you give me a son, he's going back to you. Right? Hannah goes home. She has a son. She names him Samuel. Now, mothers, you can relate to this the joy of a baby. And part of that is moving on from the baby, then you reach the toddler stage. And then you reach the preschool stage. And then it's a joy of walking beside those children the whole way. Hannah gave that up because she was committed to giving, sending her son to the temple. Giving her son back to God. I see in Hannah a sacrificial delight. A word to fill in there. Sacrificial she could have asked God for a child without promising to return him back to the temple right after he was weaned, the Bible says. And it does, not, it does not portray any sense of delay that she tried to keep him for a couple more years. But she turned him back to God. She had a sacrificial delight. Delight is not thinking about ourselves, but thinking about others. And in this case, Hannah portrayed a sacrificial delight in honoring her commitment to God. Second example of delighting in 1 Samuel, if we go to chapter 3, we have Eli, and Samuel now has grown up under Eli, and we know the story, he's laying in bed one night, he hears somebody calling his name. So he goes to Samuel, or he goes to Eli, and parents, do you ever have children come to you in the middle of the night? Eli's over there. Samuel, go back to bed. It's just a dream. Second time, Samuel, just go back to bed third time I don't know about you but after the third time of a child waking up at night it's it's hard to stay calm okay I don't know what happened to Eli it doesn't say specifically but something must have clicked and he had a patient delight a word to fill in there he was patient he did not get frustrated in the third time say, Samuel quit this just lay in bed don't come back here Wait, Samuel, God is speaking to you. Next time you hear that, say, God, I'm listening. And because Eli responded with that patience, what happened? God was able to speak to Samuel. I think Eli was delighting there, a patient delight for Samuel. Third condition, we're going to back up to chapter 2 now. Eli had some sons who were priests under him. And they were not doing what they were supposed to. They were defaming the temple. And he goes to them and says, all right, sons, you know you're not supposed to be doing this. But he lets them continue in that state without setting some clear lines or punishments in place. We see here Eli's conditional... Delights, not unconditional, don't get it confused. Eli's conditional delight for his sons. He was too worried either A, about his reputation or B, about hurting his sons. He just had a joy for the present moment. Maybe it was selfish, we don't know. But he did not stand up with a strong rebuke against them. He did not have their end, a long-term delight in mind. He only had a current sense of joy. And here we see a negative example of delighting, specifically in his sons. Moving on to Luke, Luke 15, we know the story of the prodigal son. And here we see a father's unconditional love for his prodigal son. Unconditional love for his prodigal son. This man had two sons. And the youngest one came to him and said, hey, dad, I want my inheritance. I want to run. And uh, I don't know, if I was a dad, I would have wanted to have been a little controlling here. But he left his son go. But he did not hold that against his son. Instead, we have the connotation of him looking out the window every day. When is he going to come back? The son ends up in the pig pen. And he says, "Whoa, I'd be better off back with dad. And he heads home. And even before he gets home, dad is running down the road. Son, welcome home. That's delighting. That's unconditional. Not based on how the actions his son took. And that hit me hard because sometimes I love my children, my two little girls, based on how they're acting. But do I love unconditionally like this father did? Waiting, longing, Because he had an end goal where he wanted his son. That's delight. We're looking at examples of delighting tonight. Delight is an unconditional love and pleasure. God delights in us. And that and then draws us to him. And we see some examples through Hannah and Eli here of delighting. Back to Grenada. We had an interaction with a lot of people there. And some of the people we, had, we came in contact with was the, these yacht owners. They would drive in on their yacht, and we'd meet them in town. And we had a family show up at the church for a couple Sundays, and they invited us to see their yacht. I was pretty pumped up, five, six years old. So we went down to the harbor, and to get out to the boat, we had to drive a little inflatable boat uh, called a dinghy. So we jumped on that, and we drove it out to the yacht. This was awesome. Now, this was not your couple million dollar yacht that you might be picturing, but it was this home out in the ocean. This was very intriguing. Got to see how they were uh, living there, and we went to leave, jump back in the dinghy, and we're headed back to shore. The man turns to me, hey, you want to drive the boat? Uh, yeah, I'll drive it. And he handed over the controls of that sleek little vessel, and I became captain of the seas. Five years old, he delighted in me there. He did not have to do that. He did not have to let me take that boat through the water. But he went out of his way, made an extra effort to show that he cared about me. And that in turn made me feel pretty big. And it gave me a sense of pleasure and joy. When we give, when we delight, it then makes that person feel cared for and worth something. We're looking at delight and the power of delighting when we find joy in somebody. So, how do we delight? And again, I'm going to look at some practical applications here. Geared towards family, but I'm going to get to some applications then at the end for everybody. And I've formed an acrostic here to help us kind of walk through these process. And there's many ways that we can then delight. I hope that you saw the way God delights in us. We saw some examples of delight. And there's power. When we show that we care about somebody, that's really what delighting is. And as we think about delighting in our family, first of all, D, we have disruptions. We can delight Moms and dads, through the disruptions. And I referred to the story of Eli, Samuel coming to him in the middle of the night. It's easy to get frustrated when our children's needs arise at inopportune times. How do we respond? And yes, there isn't time to say, that can wait. But how do we respond to those inopportune needs? Let's just be real, parents. God has blessed those children to us. We've probably asked for them. And God has given them under our care. And we need to care for them. Even when it's not easy. We can delight through the disruptions, loving unconditionally. E, we can delight with encouragement. So we talked a little bit about family a place where you feel cared for, belonging, whether it's church family, immediate family, do your family members know that you care for them? Or is that just expected? Duh, they're my family. Of course I love them. Do you tell them that? Do you show them that? Do you write it down? Delighting is more than just living out life, but it is making the extra effort to verbalize your pleasure, verbalize your joy, Saying, Father, Son, Mom, Dad, Daughter, I care about you. I love you. No matter what. That's delighting. How do we delight? We need delight with encouragement. Verbalize it. Write it down. Thirdly, L. Delight in the little things. Delight in the little things. Last weekend, we were headed up to a family gathering about... Uh, an hour, hour and a half of drive up and Logan was going with us and we're riding up through along 322 there, up along the river train tracks on the side and Keturah looks out the window, Logan there's train tracks yeah, it's just train tracks and Logan so patiently listened to her talk about trains and train tracks for a while, it was the little things, but you should have seen Keturah's face, she was enjoying it, she was loving it moms and dads Do we care about those little things that come up? The little things that get our children excited. Or maybe I should address this to school teachers. The little things that come up. Delight in the little things. That shows we care. And beyond children, other people. Things that uh, other people might enjoy that we don't. Do we delight in it? Do we show we care about what they care about? Delight in the little things. We're ready for I. Intentions. Delight with our intentions. And this is where I'd like to go back to the verse about correcting or punishment. Sometimes I like to hear that, yeah, part of delighting is correcting. I've got to make sure my children walk the line. Punish where needed. A tendency that I find myself in is punishing sometimes out of anger. Or sometimes because I want to see an immediate change that's going to better my life right now. Maybe it's a sour attitude. But part of the in- intentions with delighting, specifically through correcting or punishment, is having a goal for a heart change and not just wanting to see immediate change that c- that's going to affect me personally. So... Delighting in our intentions. What's our intentions in delighting? And specifically, parents, in correcting or punishing. Don't punish out of anger. G, delight in our goals and our priorities. I'm going to add two words there. I like the the priorities word better to fit in, but G fits in with the acrostics. Goals and priorities. One evening, uh, afternoon, I came home from school and... Ruthie's sitting there on the couch reading a book to uh, Katorian Nazare. And, oh, that's great. Not, nothing too out of the ordinary. There's a lot of books that get read. I went down to my office, and we are involved in some videography. And the laptop was open, and the video editor was open. And I request Ruthie to close it down when she walks away from the laptop. And her phone is also sitting right there beside the laptop. Then it hit me. She left what she was doing to go read to her two little girls. That was showing her girls where her priorities were. And Ruthie didn't like that I had to share that illustration because she's like, that's not always how it is. And moms and dads, you can agree. That's now, yes, some days we win and some days we lose. But we can delight through our priorities. People see where your priorities are. Specifically children. They read into things Real quick. So my heart is to moms and dads. Think about your priorities. There's a danger in being too busy. Your children lose that sense of, do they really, does mom and dad really delight in me? Do they really care about me? Delight in our priorities and our goals. H, delight with your heart. And I referred to this and we're refer back to my illustration of the gifts. Delighting is showing that you care. Because you want to, not because you have to. I'm sensing Shane. I hope Shane felt that I gave him a gift because I wanted to. Because I put extra effort into it. Derek, on the other hand, I wasn't really prepared for that. I didn't. I probably was doing it because I said I was going to give a gift to two people. You see, delighting is, is, is doing something because you care and because you want to, not because you have to. And the more you do something, the more you're going to enjoy it. That comes with delighting. So delight with your heart, not just with the outside actions, but actually care about it. People, children specifically, will catch on. Delight with your T stands for time. You've heard it. Love is spelled T-I-M-E. Time. When you spend time with specifically my children, I notice a significant difference because they feel delighted in. They feel that I'm giving them pleasure and finding joy in them. So how do we delight? There's a couple quick uh, things that we can think about, and there's many more. I hope this inspires us to think about how we delight, find joy in others. Now, teens are sitting here thinking, okay, this might apply to me one day if I'm married teens do you ever show your family that you care do you know you can delight in your family I think back to when I was a teenager I like to be busy run around activities but do you ever show mom and dad that you care about them that you delight think about that singles oh what am I supposed to get out of this how am I supposed to delight there's people around you to delight in this is not just for families. Church family, it can go beyond to friends. Find somebody you can show that you care about. You can find joy in because what that does is when God, de- it's a, the it's a same as the way God delights in us. When he delights in us, we want to in turn give back to him. So find somebody to delight in, to care for. To wrap it up, I hope that we see the power of caring, of delighting. So we value our family unconditionally. Delighting is showing that you care. A takeaway, dads especially. Sometimes we think, well, our family knows that we care. I go to work. I could also refer to showing your spouse that you delight in them. So dads, as you go home tonight, maybe think of ways you can tell your family on the way home of something you delight in them, a way you find joy in them delight. Let's go and delight in our families. Last blank to fill in. Delighting is showing we care unconditionally. Delighting is showing we care unconditionally. Not based on certain things or the way they treat us, but unconditionally, the same way the the father accepted the prodigal son. Anxious. Let's go delight and see the power of that delighting. Let's all stand. I'm going to have a word of prayer, and afterwards Nate will lead us in a chorus of song, and we'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father, thank you for delighting in us, and we see that you do care about us. And because you delight in us, that makes us want to turn and give back to you. And in our families, we want to show our children, our spouse, that we care. And beyond our families, others around us. Delighting, I pray that we could look for ways to delight. Showing that we care because we want to. And I pray that we could see the power of that as it works in others. Take us as we go from here. Give us safety as we head home. Help us to be beacons of light for you. In Jesus' name, amen.